money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? Oh, I'm ready to talk money. Oh, she's ready this morning to talk money. You know what? Just let it alone. I'm always ready lately. Yes, you are always ready lately. <laughs> well, welcome not, to the show. You're this not being is nice to me already. Okay. Well, do you want to do the oh, intro? Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. So, can I do the intro? Yes, go okay. ahead. Well, great. So, we have a guest with us this morning, and already she's like, "What have I gotten myself into?" <laughs> Let's back up. We're backing up. So, here we are at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. This is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. My name's Dave. I'm here with my wife, Rebecca. We call her Reb for short. So if you want to find the podcast online, nice segue, Dave. You're mm-hmm. supposed to say that. Yeah, Rebecca, nice, segue, nice segue, Dave. If you want to find it <laughs> online, then just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb in your favorite podcasting platform. If it's not there, then let us know and uh, either call the office or easier, get on the website morethanenough.ca and just simply reach out and say, hey, you're not on our favorite podcasting platform and we will get it there. If you want to hear the show in the meantime, then morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, the shows are archived there and they there's a streaming, there's a um there's their own player, so you don't need any special platform to do that. So a little bit of housekeeping. Today's show is brought to you by us at More Than Enough. Uh, we love it when we have sponsors who come alongside and, and help make the show happen. And so that's how we can grow it. And so today, More Than Enough gets to be the sponsor. So if uh, the whole show is going to be about what we do at More Than Enough. Mm-hmm. So I know this is very exciting because we have Melissa Bolster, right? That's your last name. Yep, I did to get it that's right. Correct. Okay. Because I know a lot of Melissa's and I sometimes was work I call you by my other friends' names and I'm like, "No, no, no, no. No, this is <laughs> Melissa. This is a new Melissa, a new friend I have." So, welcome here. Thank you. Um and she's going to share this morning her story mm-hmm. um of how she has walked financially free over all these years and how one element of More Than Enough has helped her do mm-hmm. that. So we're very excited to have you share your story. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Um, I'm going to just share some scripture as I always do if I can find it on my... So, of course, the big question is, is does it have anything to do with what we're talking about today? I'm, because for any of you who have know me on from the radio dave's always teasing me that i for all the 2350 verses in the bible that talk about money and possessions i don't pick those verses it, but it, i it pick- is actually a mystery how <laughs> we can do you know 200 shows and you know and because money is about the heart it's not always about the money yeah. so actually i was thinking of melissa i know her i don't know her really well but i've been getting to know her through phone calls and emails. And I was thinking about Melissa when I read these verses. And it's from Proverbs 3. And it's, as some people, some of you know, it's a, um, there, there are 
a lot of wisdom verses that King Solomon thousands of years ago wrote down. And um, this, the book of Proverbs, actually, my dad was a, a politician. And he um, read the book of Proverbs every day because he says that's where he got the wisdom to be in political life. So um, these are the verses, some verses from chapter three. Uh, God blesses everyone who has wisdom and common sense. Wisdom is worth more than silver. It makes you much richer than gold. Wisdom is more valuable than precious jewels. Nothing you want compares with her. In her right hand, wisdom holds a long life, and in her left hand are wealth and honor. Wisdom makes life pleasant and leads us safely along. Wisdom is a life-giving tree, the source of happiness for all who hold on to her. And I thought of these verses and Melissa because Melissa has lived out some financial wisdom in her life, and I think... I think from what she has shared of her story, wisdom has become worth more than silver, and it has made her much richer than gold, just in how she's applied some financial principles in her life, and um, she's got things together, and she has brought a lot of people to more than enough, and uh, just because she um, is excited about uh, financial literacy and getting your financial house in order, so... Um, yeah, we're going to go from there. Okay. So, Melissa, tell us, first off, first and foremost, how did you find more than enough? How did you get there? Like, what's the story behind that story, the beginning of the story? So, my, um, I was uh, at a position where I'd been doing pretty okay and kind of intuitively saving money and paying down some debts without any real plan, just kind of... Um, uh, I w- I've been lucky to, I'm a public servant and I had um, successively won competition. So I got a few raises and so I was putting that extra money towards it. But again, no real plan or anything like that. Because um, one of the things that made me a public servant was a lot of student debt. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. my I started thinking about whether I should buy a home or continue renting. And I spoke to one of my friends who I consider to be very uh, knowledgeable and rational around this kind of things. Her name is Laura. Uh, and she actually um, referred me to More Than Enough because she had a mortgage um, through them and sh- through mm-hmm. you guys. And she had said that it was a great experience and um, she really strongly recommended uh, the work that Lynn was doing at that time. Sure. And so I reached out there and uh, set up a meeting with Lynn and that's how I came to More Than Enough. Okay. Yeah. And then she indoctrinated you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Said, okay, we can take what you're doing and maybe tweak it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she was amazing. She We talked first about whether or not it was actually the best decision to buy or to continue renting. And I think that was really important and was like sort of the first light that went off for me because I just had assumed that the best thing to do is always to buy a home because you hear that like real estate is, you know, your best advantage. And um, but I don't know that that's necessarily true. Like if you can rent the home that you desire and it isn't or, you know, that meets your needs and it isn't um, as expensive to own, then perhaps it makes sense to do that and to say and to put the extra aside in savings and build your wealth and equity that way. Um, So we talked about what I hoped for in a home, what I was looking for and costed that out in Ottawa and we did two streams, one for rental and one for purchasing. And in this case, um, it made a lot of sense for me to buy because it was marginally cheaper. It it actually wasn't that huge of a difference, but 
you know, it was kind of like a forced savings if I was mm-hmm. buying. And so like, you know, where so it, it it gave me that opportunity. But having that discussion was really great. And at that time, then I heard about the the seminars that were offered in around um, financial fitness and uh, debt management. And so I came out to one of those. And again, that was the idea of planning to spend versus having just a budget that you feels very restrictive and like, OK, well, I can't spend. If you're thinking about a budget, it's like you can't spend. Right. So the big, big, massive fluorescent beaming light was that like, oh, I should be planning for my trips home. I should be planning for that, not just the month before, but every month of that year, putting aside a small amount of money and thinking of that as spent. That was huge to me, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that really changed the way that I thought about money and the way that I think about it in the near, medium and long term. So Wow. wow, there's so much that you said in all of those things. Yeah. There's the the buying and renting. You should hire her to like I do promotional so. pieces I or something. I think so. Man, I was like, <laughs> yeah, you you're getting it. Bang, bang, bang. Okay. Uh, so very. Cool. There, there's a lot of things that you just said. So basically, mm-hmm. just to to reiterate, so you came into Lynn's office and Lynn sat down with you and basically you did a little bit of okay, what are your dreams and plans? What makes sense based on your financial story right now where you're coming from so she kind of looked at all of that part with you exactly and then together you kind of determine okay what what are your what is the best avenue for you to go in yeah okay so and the other thing that i i just in hearing your story is saying you know it wasn't a question of what you could qualify for like it no. wasn't you know you in a sense had two choices you know i can mm-hmm. do this one or i can do this one and both of them are um, are in my realm of yeah. achievability. And so it was a matter of you just actually going, okay, which one do I want to do? Exactly. And I think that's actually a, an important point that I kind of skimmed over was that, like, how much can you qualify for thing? That was part of our discussion as well, was that um, given my salary and um, that uh, and situation, I I could have actually qualified for a lot, a, a lot larger of a mortgage. And I... I didn't feel that that was a good idea and neither did Lynn. So she was very, they're very glad to hear that from me Um, because, you know, I have, I have a lot of friends here in Ottawa who I see really struggle in like, yeah, you can afford a technically like afford in quotation marks, a half a million dollar home, but then can you afford to live in it? Like, or to do anything else to take your kids to the museums or go on trips or things like that. So it was really, we had that discussion around balance too. And, um, and, and what do you really want important. for your? What do you want out of life? Exactly. Like, do you want to? Well, she would call it house poor, right? Yeah, like, house oh, poor. That's, yeah. that's often the. Yeah. That's often yeah. what you know how it's termed, right? Yeah. I, I've got this wonderful house, and I can afford to watch Netflix, and that's a better entertainment <laughs> yeah. budget, right? And, and that's so. pretty cool. If if you are a homebody and that's what you want, then like that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not a homebody. I spend a lot of time outside of my home, but I do also like I would I would call, what do they call it an ambivert, an extroverted <laughs> introvert. I spend a lot of time at home, and I like my recharge time there but I also like to be out a lot and spend a lot of time with my friends doing things going on trips that kind of stuff so um, so what you're also saying is so you had this discussion but you also had discovered okay what who am I and what do I want to do spend my time doing and what am I like and what what do I want to look down the road and see myself doing exactly yeah and I guess that that for for us I we Mm -hmm. hear that message maybe my generation does maybe not 
my kids' generation anymore, but where, you know, okay, you get a degree, you get a job, you buy a house, you get a car, get some dogs, get married, have kids, <laughs> retire. There's your life in a nutshell. But that not, isn't necessarily everybody's life, nor should it be. And that's just kind of the culture that we have lived in that says do it this way. Yeah. Uh, but and I think it leaves out a lot because it, like, yeah, you you get married, you have kids, you check all of these boxes. Um, and that's uh, like I am planning on getting married, but I don't I don't plan for children. I have um, my youngest brother is only 14 years old. So I, I plan to help support them with various things. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, it's looking at other things in your life that do cost money. So like, you know, I like to be physically active. So a gym membership and perhaps a membership at a dance school and things like that. So and that all costs money and you have to plan for it. So mm-hmm. it's really about lifestyle too. And the kind of lifestyle, you, you know, you're like your retirement, and then that's the end of your story. Now we're <laughs> living so much longer. And so mm-hmm. retirement is, you know, kind of the beginning of another story. And what mm-hmm. are you going to do after? It's not, you know, more Netflix on the couch. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, really amazing things, mm-hmm. the different opportunities. So you have to be aware and be thinking that too. And that's the long-term piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me, uh, you know, talking about all of this, you know, and often we say this at the seminar, so we want to talk a little bit about the seminar in a minute, but that idea that getting a clear picture of, in a sense, what you want your life to look at, and you said it so well, you know, now, midterm, long term, and, you know, not that you have to have a fully defined, planned out, you know, five page summary of each stage of your life, but just to say, you know, now I'm active, I want to stay active, you know, gym memberships, as you said, or whatever it is that helps you do that. That's the life I want to create now. And how does, especially when we talk about those big pieces, like the house purchase, like the, um, you know, the how much am I, whether I'm going to have kids or two cars or, you know, all of those lifestyle pieces that are bigger and going, how does that all add up? So with, is there a tool you use? Is there like, how do you do just the day-to-day stuff to keep all that figured out? So um, when I met with Lynn, we actually, we made a, a spreadsheet and mm-hmm. I, I think you guys use a similar tool mm-hmm. still. Um, and I I also did some like of my own reading and research and I found a lot of people um, talking about different buckets that you mm-hmm. put your money in, in terms of like, you should spend around this much of your income on a house and around this much of your income on transportation. And so I kind of took that and I I built those buckets into my spreadsheet. So, um, and then I reviewed my spending. I looked at, so for me, most of, most of the time, I, I like, I rarely use cash. So it, it's pretty easy for me to go back and track mm-hmm. through my bank account and my credit card statements on what, um, what I've been spending my money on. And if I, you know, it's a, useful exercise in that um, you're also checking in case you're any fraud. <laughs> so you yeah. should do this fairly regularly. Um, and is there a hole in my bucket that yeah. I didn't know about? Oh no, the hole is me. <laughs> so um, in, the, in this case, and it, you know, it can be surprising to the kinds of things that you do spend a lot of money on. Like I hear a lot in terms of talking with people, everyone talks about the Starbucks lattes and that is one thing no one is taking away from me. I love my Starbucks lattes. I've made that a oh. Oh, girl after my own heart. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, 
it, it's something that I really enjoy and I know how much I spend on it. Mm-hmm. I know other people will be like, oh, like, you know, five or ten bucks a week. And you're like, but I see you there every day. So it's, it's probably more like, like 50. 50. <laughs> so as long as you know and you've made that that decision, fine. I don't I don't think anyone should judge the choices as long as you know what you're spending and you've planned for it. Um, so anyways, back to the thing, I, uh, I fill out my spreadsheet and I try and do it. I, I take a check at it and remind myself of like what my buckets are and what I'm allowed to be spending mm. sort of, I, I check it every month. Um, I don't do the full exercise of going through my account every month, but I try and do that at least once a year where I'll pick a few months or if I really feel like gung ho about it, I'll do the full year and go through all my statements and figure out what have I spent on my mortgage and my house and what pe- what things have I spent on. Like for me, a big one is clothes. I love clothes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I spend quite a bit on that. Um, and then my friends benefit because three months later, I'm tired of them and I give them away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, so I, I, I have those those buckets. What am I spending on things right down to my cats and how much on cat food and things like that. Do, does anything ever surprise you like do you ever like oh man I think the first few times I did it everything was surprising and it was uncomfortable like I looked at it and I would just I just you're you're sort of aware of your habits but you don't really think about them so it was a really uncomfortable exercise sort of the same way when you um, you know if you're in like a performance discussion with your boss Mm -hmm. and they're talking about the things you do well and then the things that maybe you don't do so well Um, so that it was like having that discussion with myself and it was was uncomfortable it felt kind of icky but at the end of it it was like okay and now that it's a regular part of my process so five years now I've been doing this um it it no longer feels uncomfortable and it's there aren't really things that are so surprising some habits have changed mm-hmm. um in terms of like my fiance and I and the things the types of things we like to do we tend to go on more shorter trips now and um as opposed to me traveling on longer trips by myself and so things mm-hmm. like though like that have have changed a bit but not but not a lot um I'm pretty much who I am and of course now I have a lot less money going towards debt so yes. <laughs> that's another oh, thing more right. money going towards <laughs> savings so yeah, yeah good for you yeah so can, we should probably talk about the financial fitness seminar a little bit. She's doing a great job. I, I mean, <laughs> if you're not taking notes, get the pen out and start taking notes. Yes. Because, you know, I mean, what you just mentioned about really we in the seminar, we talk about financial awareness creates empowerment, F-A-C-E. Mm-hmm. We need to face our finances. Melissa, and that's what you did just initially. Like, mm-hmm. And it was uncomfortable. So we're just going to reiterate that. Mm-hmm. The process of getting out of debt initially is not necessarily a feel-good experience. No. And it's the reality too, right? So to say, you know, Melissa, you went and said, well, this is, this is what I want. Uh, but obviously, you made paying off your debt a priority. So that was a piece where you were saying, okay, I'm uh, you know, I'm going to put some money towards that and start, but I'm not going to totally not live, right? Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, and that was one of the things about planning and making sure that I wasn't house poor is knowing that I could afford to buy a home and, and you know, having that discussion around renting or buying, part of that discussion was looking at the fact that I still had a student loan debt and how was I going to manage mm-hmm. to pay that off? And, um, and you know, the, the government does a great job of telling you like, oh, well, it's a Canada student loan. That's not bad debt. And oh, it's not so bad. And I look at the interest rate and stuff on it. And I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> what are you doing to me? You spent my, you indoctrinated me into believing that I needed this degree and that I should spend this money for it because, you know, my parents were not financially able to help me. So I had to put myself through school. 
And it was very, very difficult. And um, and then you come out with this debt and you're expected to start a life and buy a house and buy cars and do this. And there's mm-hmm. always that piece there. So it was planning for could I buy a home or would it be better to rent? And um, how does that work with the uh, with the debt? And uh, taking the seminar was fantastic because there are so many tools and strategies there around different ways of looking at debt. So you are often told in other places to use, um, to pay off your highest interest or your biggest debt first, you know? And I think the seminar talked about a lot of different ways to think about mm-hmm. debt and different ways to pay it off that really, really were great tools that worked for me. And I'm not going to say what they are because I want you to go take this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're not giving all the secrets no, away today. What no. she's talking about, if you haven't heard, there is a seminar we still do that Lynn mm-hmm. started over a decade ago called the Financial Fitness Seminar. Mm-hmm. We do it the fourth Tuesday of every month around the corner from our office. You just have to go on our website to find out about it or call our office. But um, we still, I mean, it's changed a little bit. I'm actually doing it now with Dave, um, which sometimes. is a, sometimes I don't always do it, but um, it, it, um, I mean, I still learn every time we teach it. I'm like, oh, you know, you get your own epiphanies or your own little nuggets that help you on the journey. And it is a journey, finances are a currency and they change and you have been blessed to have a great job right and and some people who are listening are thinking well you know that's fine for someone who has a great job or can can put money towards up but we're telling you there's no matter where you're at financially um there there are changes you can make and and thinking that has to be transformed about your money and what you want and that's really what Melissa's been saying yeah. this morning. I think the other thing, too, is I don't like I, of course, have been ha- worked very hard to get a good job. But mm-hmm. that did also, you know, the the plan towards that. Um, and my mom will tell you that, like, I was 10 years old when I was like, I'm going to move to Ottawa and be a bureaucrat because I was a very strange child. <laughs> um, and that has been my focus. And mm-hmm. I did that thing. But it also came with student debt and those other things. But. I'm one of those sort of intuitive things that I did before I met Lynn was I always had another job. So I sold Mm -hmm. toilets at Home Depot. I sold Starbucks, which is part of how they get you because then you really learn about it and it's delicious and you want it all the time. Um, So, you know, I worked part time at Starbucks. I worked part time at Home Depot. I even now I still engage in other things where um, I'm doing work or like promoting myself or um, other things. So it's uh, it's you have to be willing to commit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. that means um, taking a little bit of your free time towards something else. Now, at that same point, I met amazing people at these jobs sure. and I learned great, great skills. Like I can come, like if you guys need it, I can come, come plumb your bathroom for you. Yeah. It is a thing I can do. Awesome. <laughs> we do need some help with that one in one more of our bathrooms. There actually, is a bathroom so. right on, right, right on in the planning right. stage. We're just in the planning yeah, stage, yeah. the saving okay, stage. Okay, we're going to call. I'll feed yeah. you yeah. and you can come do my toilet anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I, I I find talking to you so encouraging because we don't always hear the stories of people who've gone through the financial fitness mm-hmm. seminars. And people, um, you just, I mean, I guess if you're out there and you've benefited from the financial fitness seminar, we'd love to hear your story too, because we just don't, you know, mm-hmm. someone comes to a seminar, it's free. You spend two hours, you get some tools, and you go away. And we tell people you can come back as often as you can. And you... I think did... I've been three times. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you I, brought people. Yes. I brought my my aunt, for example, assuming we spoke about. And I'm sure she'll reach out when she's back. She's working overseas right now. Um, but it was, a, it was a really big 
thing for her. I always had teased her because um, we'd actually lived together for while I was studying at university and for a short time after. And um, she always had to have the best of everything. It, had, it couldn't just be a mattress. It had to be the mattress. And she would tell me, oh, Melissa, but I'm going to have this for 25 years. I'm like, I know you. No, you're not. <laughs> and, you know, so learning, um, you know, for her, it was a, a big thing in, in learning how to manage her own debt and how to spend differently mm-hmm. and to think about the way she spent. Um, and, in, you know, it was, it's was it been great to watch her, her improve her life and plan for her retirement, which is now only a few years away, and she is in a much better place. So that that is a good feeling, too. Wow. So. And, and I love it, um, just to highlight the point that there, everybody starts at a different spot, different age, different stage in life, and, and that's okay. I mean, you know, uh, I say this often. I'm probably three or four times a week, just start, just start to go, you know, what? I'm going to make a change. As you said, Melissa, the, we have to commit and, and it means committing to a change, but the change needs to be defined. What is the life that you want to create? Like what, let's not just talk about that, but let's just go, okay. So we realize that money is a big part of that. So how do we, how do we direct our money, make it behave uh, so that you can, have the life that you want to do. And if, again, as, as you highlighted, if you want to sit in the house and enjoy your house and just watch Netflix, that's okay. No, you know, no, no judgment here. We always say this is a judge-free zone, like no judgment. But recognizing that that's the life that you're, that you're creating. If there's something else you want to create, then, you know, okay, let's go do that. And, and again, the seminar is a part of that. You can come back a hundred times if you want to. Well, that's a lot that's of years. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was only two and a half or so. Anyways, you, you meet great people too. And it's it's really wonderful to hear other people's stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that I've gone to a seminar without crying and mm-hmm. probably not. And not even, you know, about myself. But you hear some really, really powerful stories and some things that are really sad. Yeah. And, and painful. People, and, people yep. come in pain and um, and. I guess we're here inviting you. All three of us are inviting you to come. We know it's not easy. We know it. your spouse maybe doesn't want to come. Um, we love it when couples come together and can be on the same page. But sometimes it's just not your story. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Dave said, start somewhere. We'd be happy to encourage you, happy to pray for you, happy to um just give you some basic tools that that you might be able to implement right away that we know you can mm-hmm. and and it's what Dave's heart is is transformation like don't just listen but do it and and we're here to help you do it i guess is what we're trying to say today so great yeah. Oh, we only got a couple of minutes left. Can you imagine that? Like that this just seems to have blown by. <laughs> Call me crazy, but it's just been wonderful to to hear your story, Melissa, and to go, wow, what a uh, you know what a journey that you're on. It's certainly not done. Uh, I mean, again, we were just talking on the way in. You've got some big plans for. Uh, the wedding coming up. Yes, the wedding. And and like I think that's a really like quick point to make is that you and your partner might not be in the same place financially. Mm-hmm. Like I've been on this journey for a while now and I'm doing very well and now my fiance and I we have we have different habits and diff- and and are merging those together and um you guys are helping and that's amazing mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about the next part of the next leg of this journey. And I know that I'll be safe with you guys. <laughs> well, we're glad to help you. I, I, if you could say one piece to someone to encourage who's on the borderline about get getting help, whether it's through more than enough or not, what would you say to them in the last minute? 
it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's always better with help. And this is a safe place with people who will talk to you openly and earnestly and will give you tools to become more financially fit, stronger. It's just like lifting weights in the gym. It hurts at first and you get stronger and then you have to like figure out how to keep that burn going. And well, yeah. Thank you. That's Good. great. Keep the burn going. The I, burn I think going. I'm going to grab a hold of that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. A new phrase we can use at the Keep office. Keep the burn going. All right. We'll put your little Melissa B on the bottom there. So, well, so we're into the last minute. So why don't we just wrap up? So uh, again, there are so many resources. We've been talking about the Financial Fitness Seminar. It is every, the fourth Tuesday of every month, except for December, because usually that's Christmas yes. <laughs> or around Christmas. We take a so break. We take a break and certainly uh, uh, you do as well. But so the fourth Tuesday of every and month. And it will be March 26th. So Tuesday night. So you can, if it's not already filled up and sold out, you can go to our website, morethanenough.ca and click the button at the top right corner. Yeah. Uh, Reb, why don't you wrap up okay. with a prayer? I'm just going to remind us that... Um, that wisdom is worth more than silver and it makes you much richer than gold. So Father, we ask today that you would help each of us um, take the wisdom that you have given us. Um, just as Melissa's talked about the wisdom that she's gained over the years um, that she's applied to her life. And I pray that you would help listeners today to reach out um, whether it's to more than enough or people they know who um, are wise with their finances, just to get the help they need, encouragement to take the step toward uh, financial wellness and fitness. We just thank you for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.